Unplanned Trek. Hello and welcome to Unplanned Trek, the show that found love on the holodeck with itself. Wow. My name's Andrew. And I'm Isaac. And you know what's fantastic about this episode? This is another episode where we've got a guest. It is. Yeah, tell who who we got, Mark. We have Mark Cartier from the Shuttle Point show. Awesome, awesome. A, a second time guest. That's right. Yeah, look, well, that means we've done something right the first time. Well, I didn't think that we'd ever have second time listeners, let alone yeah. second time guests. That's right. And apparently we do. So very thrilled to have our returning guest, Mark, on the on Unplanned Trek. Mark, what made you say yes to coming back on the show? <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> Just being polite, I guess. Like Star Trek, and then that makes me happy. Yeah, you you got the case of beer that I shipped to you, though. Yes, I yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, cool, excellent. All right, that was our entire budget for the year. Yeah, yeah, true. It wasn't a case; it was a six pack, and there are only three bottles in it. Okay, well, I don't, you know, it's the sometimes, yeah. Some, yeah, <laughs> sometimes you get thirsty on the way to the post office. Yeah, true. Yeah. And um, I don't know how I can segue that, but we've watched The, the Way of the Warrior this week, which yeah. is a, a DS9 episode at the start of Season 4. It's, it's a very famous episode. Do you know what it's most famous for? Worf? Can, oh, no. Who? Is he, is he important in it? Yeah. No, okay. No, <laughs> shut up. It's important because it's very confusing because no one really knows whether it's a two-parter or a movie-length one-parter. It was released in both ways. I had that problem today. Yeah. You guys, we were talking about part one, and mm. I was like, part one. Mm. Yeah. So I've got um, I got that 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 natty little um, DVD fan collection Klingon. The little fan collections were good. Where yeah, they did yeah. Borg and Klingon yep. and Romulo. Q. Q. They never did fan collection shit that Hogan likes. Oh. That would have been really useful because then I could have saved a lot of money. I think they did. It was um, season two of Next Gen. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Polanski oh, season. Are you being funny today? Yeah, I am. I'm on. I'm on today. Yeah. You, okay. you can be Isaac for the week. The point being, I couldn't find The Way of the Warrior part one because it was just on there as just one thing. Mm. But it was, and look, I was there back in the day. It was originally shown over two separate nights on TV, mm. wasn't it? Um, and I'm, I think it was. Hmm. I've watched it the, off. Uh, the episode break was in that weird spot when Garon was like, Join us, Worf! Yeah. Uh, ah. Oh, that, that's right. That was meant to be the cliffhanger. And we're all like, Yeah, he's just been announced as being on the show this whole season. So <laughs> he's, in, he's in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. probably yeah. not. But, yeah. but knock yourself out, Garon. Yeah. Get your Google eyes going somewhere else. Yep. I had the similar issue. I watched it on Paramount Plus. Oh, ahead of this, and well, you streamed where I, I used old-fashioned digital media. Well, I was ex I, it had listed way of the warrior part one and part two, so I just thought, well, I'll watch part one, and it just what? and then it started part two, and I'm like, I've watched that exactly forty-five minutes ago. That bit it just burns straight yeah, through. So I've watched both parts. Oh, did did, did they do the thing where the recap sort of just seamlessly comes at the start of the second part? So you think you've seen it like it's a repeat? So what the way Paramount have it here is Way of the Warrior Part 1 is both parts. Right. And then you, then you if you keep it going and it you know, plays the next episode, mm -hmm. you get the previously on, which is the part 
the first half of what I've watched, and then right. it goes into the part two of what I've just watched. That's look. Um, don't be offended about this Paramount Plus. That's super dumb. Yeah. So this is why I said, can I give three votes to Nikko O'Brien? Because oh, I don't want to give it to Paramount Plus. <laughs> but see, yeah, don't. Unlike, um, I mean, that's what you. That's what you get if I was working out the programming. Yeah, I thought. Is this Andrew? Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Do you know what that's like? Do you know what I once did, Mark? This, this is terrible, Mark. I once watched all six Rocky movies in a row. That's 12 hours of my life. Well, I know it's about 10 because they're not very long. And every Rocky movie, except for the first one, starts with the end of the previous one. Like completely yes. the end. The actual, the entire, almost yeah. the entire like fight. Back to the Future 2 ends with the end of Back to the Future 1. Yeah, it's mm. a bit like that. Mm. And the weird... like Star Trek 3 starts with the end of Star Trek 2. Yes, but when you do it with six Rocky films, it kind of messes with your head a lot more. <laughs> um... I was not very well afterwards, but I, t I kept having these, um, um, am I having deja vu all over again, or am I just completely mental? It was cause and effect. It was like cause and effect <laughs> with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> he would have made that really good, wouldn't he? It was already good. I'm going to punch time. I'm going to punch the time loop in the time, in the neck, yeah. If he was Data, he would have spotted the three pips and just punched Riker three times. Yeah. <laughs> Give him three good ones on, on the arm. Mm. Three dead arms. Yeah. Anyway, look, it, it's an intro. It is. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know how to do the recap of this because I don't know where we draw the line. But essentially, Worf is coming to try to help with the Klingons bit mm. of the Dominion War. Uh, tries to call on some old favours to get some information and ends up um, being asked to join the fleet. Meanwhile, Klingons, Cardassians and, I guess... Uh, shapeshifters all abound trying to fight one another. They were abounding. Yeah. Yeah. I would have just said that Klingons, Klingons do Klingon mm -hmm. as Klingons do. Mm, Star, Starfleet rings, yeah. Klingon hotline. Yeah. Wolf picks up. Yeah. What can I do? Come over, buddy. Sort yeah. this shit out. Mm -hmm. He comes over. He does not, indeed, sort any shit out. Hmm. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah. The the females of Deep Space Nine go on the holodeck. Oh, they do. <laughs> and they wore hats, big hats. I like oh, they that. got on the deck twice. Second time they were wearing hats. The first time they were in their skivvies or in their bathing suits. And oh, in fact, you're, I'm getting ahead of myself, but Ooh. my honorary mention for uh, best character, two of them goes to the uh, underwear boys on the holodeck. Terrific. Wow, that we're good. I wasn't going to go there, but no, no. Since we have, since we have, let's let's actually zoom. Was, wasn't um, wasn't Worf's first line to Dax? Nice hat. Was it to Dax or was it to Kira? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it might have been to Kira. Ah, well, that it's was Kira. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because you see, I just can't imagine you could end up marrying someone where your opening line to them was nice hat. His his first line to, to Dax was, "You used to be." Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, and one of the first things they did was have a fight in the holodeck. Oh, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, true. We we, we wouldn't go to the holodeck. To I normally fight. I normally waited till <laughs> after I got married to them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you've got an order. Oh, well, I've got, yeah. got yeah, I've got form for that. Yeah, excellent. Well, let's let's zoom into the Picard medal okay. and see um, which of these lovely boys that Mark's going to give the votes to. <laughs> The Captain Jean-Luc Picard medal uh, So I actually have uh, You know, I haven't seen this episode in a long time So it was really nice to refresh my memory I have a number of honorary mentions Just because right. 
it's a good uh, episode, isn't it? A moment in Star Trek, dumb, right? Mm. The, mm. the next generation was officially done, yep. and Deep Space Nine was officially on its own before Voyager showed up to sort of steal the thunder. Uh, I already mentioned my first honorary mention: uh, the two underwear boys in the holodeck with Kira and Dax. Mm. Uh, I also have to honorary mention Martok because I think. <laughs> This is the first episode he ever shows up in. I think so. Mm. I think it is. I might be wrong. I didn't look it up. I'm going to go with my brains. Uh, if I'm wrong, obviously, somebody will let us all know. Uh, and then I, 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 another honor I mentioned uh, has got to be Quark uh, uh, because mm. every time he opened his mouth in this episode, it was a laugh. Oh, yeah. True, yeah. true. Uh, the root beer speech. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, root beer which I didn't get to. Yeah, Root Beer yeah. is yeah. the Federation. Yeah. Is that yeah. in part two? <laughs> or is it in part, in part two, that the Root Beer conversation with Garrick and mm. that Orc is in part two, so yeah. I didn't... So I could have I watched that twice. You could have, well, you could have drunk Root Beer. Do you know, we actually, I, I have no idea, just to clarify, mm. what Root Beer is. I think oh, it's just, no clue. So no, we, do, we just don't have that. It's beer. But it's right. not beer, is it? No, it's Root Beer. So... Is it, is it a um, soft drink? What we call a soft drink? Oh, are you being serious? You don't know what root beer is? No, yeah. we have no idea what yeah. root beer is. Oh my God. We don't have that shit here. If we do, I think we call it something else. Root beer is like a soda. It's like Coca-Cola. Okay. It's, it's made, I believe it's made out of tree sap or something. So it's neither got anything to do with having a root or beer. I don't think... Worst name drink... Like a, ginger, like a ginger type plant, actually. Yeah, worst name drink ever. We've got yeah. ginger beer. I wonder if it's the same thing. Do you guys have ginger beer? We have ginger beer. We have, oh. In fact, we have Australian ginger beer. No, I'm just pointing out that naming it root beer implies something may occur afterwards. Uh, I just, mm. well, I, clearly, that's not what happens, and so I've now lost interest in root beer. Oh, you shouldn't. You should find it. Yeah. It might work. Like, it's better than anything else we've tried. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll well throw it a wall and see what sticks. So we've got the honourable mentions. So yeah. who outperformed all those cool dudes? All right, so uh, uh, I'm just also going to add that O'Brien was particularly snarky in this episode. Mm -hmm. It was surprising. And like, like Quark was funny every time he opened his mouth. O'Brien was snarky every single time he opened his mouth. He was. He was pro-Cardassian War because it meant they could get upgrades. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried to get a new computer out of IT? Oh, yeah. You've basically yeah. got to drop your current one on the floor mm. and tread on it after that. I haven't done that. I have. We do. So, uh, <laughs> at, at number three, uh, I chose Odo as the mm. third best character uh, for pushing Worf through the thematic premise of the episode, uh, uh, which was about mm. choosing your loyalty, right? Yep. Should Worf stay in Starfleet? Should he not? Should he uh, be a Klingon and, and heed the call of the Klingon Empire, or should he remain loyal to Starfleet? Uh, who, who is Worf now that the Enterprise has been destroyed? Um, you know, Odo is very good at those sort of I don't care moments, mm. uh, oh, like really just laying it out plain like that. So that's kind of a boring choice, but it was really essential for not just a yeah. Yep. Also, he flew. He turned into a bird and flew away, and he turned into a mall map at the beginning of the episode as well. He was a mall map that oh. then jellified mm. and 
fake shot Bashir when they were trying to, you know, figure out how to hunt down changelings in case the station mm. ever got taken. He mm. actually did some shape shifting. Yep. They, this was early in the season. They had budget. Ah, uh, budget. Yep. Budget, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then number two is Garrick. <laughs> right. Uh, just you know because <laughs> Garrick. <laughs> He's in Garrick's it. In episode, <laughs> He's done, done great. We are uh, so pro Garrick. Yeah. Uh, and he gets he gets beaten up in this episode, which oh. is very fun. Oh yes. Uh, and then I had to choose, very boringly, I had to choose, uh, number one, I had to choose Worf. Uh, just obviously, the episode was about him. It was about his character coming to the show. Yeah. It was about where the show was going to go from here to the end. It, uh, so. It's, it's um, sometimes, I, I feel sometimes defeated when I give the lead character of the episode the three, but sometimes they actually deserve it. And this, you know, yeah. it, it might be a Worf-heavy episode, but it was for a reason. And he was, yeah. he's really bloody good. He did a really good job in this episode, and his character was really interesting. It explored mm. a lot of the facets of his character in a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, and um, already setting up that he's, a, you know, it's using his experience from the Enterprise, but it's it's going to be a different Worf. Yeah. Yep. He had some yeah, good yeah. quotes. He had some good zingers too. Well, oh, lots. that's true. He did have he did have a couple of good lines. Oh. Have you got any that that come to mind? No. 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 <laughs> great, great, great comment. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Did you expect me to have written something down? Um, no, no, we've got it. So you scrolled, Lee. I thought you, you might deranged. have deranged. Yeah, I'm not doing so well today. No. I'm, I'm put off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that they, they're exemplary votes, Mark. Thank you for, for that. But um, Andrew, he's got the opposite this week with the Capo O'Brien movie. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. All right, so my number one vote mm. goes to a character, a character that's stretching it, who didn't come back for this season, and I'm so disappointed with them that they're going to get a vote. So, that, to give you enough to go on? So, they've been in the... every single episode, every single episode of Deep Space Nine. Up until now. And then suddenly they're gone. Is it wrong? No. Oh, that's a really good guess, though. That was going to be my guess. Okay. Um, both of you, I realise I've, I've stumped you with my superior intellect. I so, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, no. Aug augment level. Augment? Yeah. Not Khan level augment. I don't have that kind of chest. Well, we saw Bashir. So does that... Every episode... Yep. Character has been in every episode. When I say character, I that may stretch the definition. Oh. <sighs> Mm. Oh, that would have been good. No, okay. It's Cisco's hair. <laughs> this is the debut. This is the debut of bald Cisco. <laughs> because, and because you know, I was a big fan of watching Spencer for Hire and watching Avery Brooks as a man called Hawk, and, and he was just a mean-looking bald guy, like. He just and then and then he pops up and I, I read as a young fellow that he's popping up on this new Star Trek spinoff and he rocks up and he's got hair on his head. Yeah. And I'm like, just get rid of that rubbish. And mm. they kept it for three years. It was Commander hair. It well, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then suddenly he gets pips mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm shaving this shit off. Yep. Done. Yep. Sorted. So the hair gets 
one look. Not Ben, but but the hair. The hair itself, which is the second facial hair type situation I've given votes yes, to. Yes, that's true. Um, who was it? Jack. Jack's moustache. Jack's moustache in Chrysalis. Chrysalis. Yeah. 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 I mean, the episode that made me want to kill myself and yeah. cut and cut all my hair off everywhere. Anyway, but but I digress. Everywhere. everywhere. Okay. So Ben's my next hair. two votes, two and three, mm-hmm. are actually votes not because of what the characters themselves did, but because what other people did to them. It was two people who got sick burned. Okay, good. Okay. And the first one of them is Julian. And Julian's sick burned, and there was a lot of them in this episode, happens with one of my favourite quotes Mm -hmm. in Star Trek, which is when he's in sick bay getting fixed up. Of course, by Bashir. You know. Not like you, impossible? Yeah, no, so so, so Bashir goes, you know, they broke seven of your Mm -hmm. transverse ribs and fractured your clavicle. Garrick, but I got off several cutting remarks, which no doubt is serious damage to their egos. Bashir, to his credit, as always, doesn't get the point. Mm. He goes, Garrick, this isn't funny. It is funny. To, well, firstly, yeah. yes, it's, firstly, yes, it's funny. Yeah. But secondly, his response to that is the best burn. I'm serious, Doctor. Thanks to your ministrations, I'm almost completely healed. But the damage I did to them will last a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well done, Julian, for not getting it again. The other thing that gives Julian points this week as well is at the start when O'Brien's doing that trick with the pee on his arm. Oh, yeah. The, oh, O'Brien's better the... than that. And oh. Than Bashir, who's the superpowered augment, who He's should the... be able to do do that and backflip. And... I think we've established the augments in DS9 are not fabulous. We have. Yeah. Well, also, I don't think he's revealed it yet, so he's still trying to act like a normal person. Well, he's failing like that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> act normal. <laughs> There's another bit where he's trying to prep his medical staff for, like, the Klingons boarding the, mm-hmm. the station. He talks about make sure that you've got lots of bandages and stuff because there'll be lots of, you know, blade, sword weapon yeah, injuries. Yeah. It's like, really? Do you really? Yeah, don't worry about phases and disruptors that like literally rip your arm off, but you might get a cut. You might, yeah. You might get a paper cut or something. Yeah, it's Julian. Yeah. Captain stating the bleedingly obvious. Mm-hmm. And. But someone upset you more than that. Well, someone got, got pwned. Someone got pwned way more than that, and it's at the end, and it's one of those. One of those. Oh, one for of those, me, halfway through. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, it's one of those hero moments where you just cheer. When Garon, it's Garon, by the way, mm-hmm. when Garon, when they attack the station and they don't know that Cisco's just tarted it up with all those guns. Mm. How yeah. good are those gun turrets? Because yeah. we've watched this show for three years and basically Deep Space Nine is characterised by it's a big, weird-shaped thing that sits there. What else yeah. does it do? That's right. Nothing. It sits there. Yeah. It, it does nothing. It does nothing. No, it just sits there. And then it just some, gets repaired. A lot. Yes, thank, thank you, Miles. Thank you, Kilometres O'Brien, which he's called in Australia. Um, <laughs> and um, so Garon's like, because basically Cisco says, oh, well, you know, have at it, dude. You'll be okay, come on, attack us, because guess what we've got? Lots of turrets. And where are the turrets? Right on top of the bits where you would put a turret. The turret zone. I mean, Deep Space Nine could have just nothing but turrets. It could be called Turret Space Nine. Yeah. That'd be a good show, wouldn't it? I'd watch it. If it's got Star Trek on the front of it, I'd watch it. Yeah, but I just thought, and it's so good because Garon has that, like, that shit-eating grin and then he's suddenly like, oh, oh no. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, bad, bad day at the office. Mm. Gonna go home. So those are my three. That's fantastic. Mm. Now, this is, a, this is a rarity for this week. Yeah, you're going to, we're going to... So... Do you want to throw in another... Coconut. I will say you just dipped into part two, which I don't want to call out as cheating. No. Uh, uh, it is. I just I stopped at part one. See, I watched all of part one, which was part two as well. 
Yeah. So my, my, my things that I've got later on are probably going to be, be confusing to people that haven't watched both parts, but that is Paramount's fault, who also deserve three votes. Three votes. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah. that's your three votes? That's, that's my three votes. Okay, so this is the historical, first... Mark. We're giving a second three votes. It's the first time we've done it. Hey, when I unpod, when I unpod footy, you weren't allowed to do that. No, that's right. We are above footy. We're above the brown light. We are. We yeah. are. Which is also corrupt. Was there a sex scandal? Now, since we did Sub Rosa, we mm. have had a segment called "Is there, Was There a Sex Scandal? To which we've said no each time. Correct. This week. No. Did you guys notice when... I you noticed. You noticed. You noticed. Great. Then okay, I didn't notice. Cisco lit a candle because Cassidy Yates is coming over. Oh, he did too. Yeah. It's a booty <laughs> candle. So, yes, there was a sex candle. Yeah. I'm so excited. Do we know... Yeah. It, it, did it become a sex candle though? Do we know that? It already I was, think, maybe. <laughs> it was. I think the um, tent was there and a mm, tent is the law. Yeah. Law. May I ask, have you, you know, ever lit a candle without trying to be romantic? Yeah, dude, we lose power at my house all the oh. time. Like, seriously. And that's not romantic. That's no. just practical. Well, oh, you, was there a practical candle? That would be a horrible candle. segment. Well, there shouldn't be practical <laughs> candles in the 24th century. There shouldn't be practical candles now. There should all be sex candles. Oh, I just thought they just should all be torches or something. So, Mark, I live on a farm in the country, right? And the power goes out all the time and it shits you to tears. And one time, side story, sidebar. Oh, it's unplanned. Okay, so my son gets home and all the power's off. Um, and this is a typical teenager. What's wrong? Power's off, mate. Oh, so he sits on the couch and grabs a remote for the TV and presses it. TV's not working, Dad. Yeah. Power's off. Yeah, mate. There's no power. Oh, yeah. picks up his PlayStation controller. Yep. PS4's not working, Dad. Power's I know. Out. There's no power, you stupid goose. Do you boil the kettle? No. <laughs> then he got up off the couch to go and get on the computer, and he got halfway there and went, "Um, is the computer not working? <laughs> yes, it's not working." Oh. And he just grumbled off into his bedroom. We didn't see him for a couple of days. So the power company would have got votes that yeah. week too. Yeah, exactly. The Riker. now but you guys are gonna to have to pull me up if any of this stuff happened in part two because i don't want them to get votes when we might do part two sometime in the next day i, I think we got to burn part two now do we called out in this episode by the way uh, no he, he did but the, the clowns mortox's son uh mm. to his face was like what is it that you do on this station anyway mm. which I, I thought was very fun what's well, the question we've all asked yeah. It's a question Morn's asked. <laughs> so for Mornhub, I've got, I actually learnt one of the names of the, the skimpy dudes in the, in the little bathers. You did? Yeah, there's Malco mm -hmm. and there's the other guy. He didn't have a name. Ken. Can he be Ken? Yeah, he, looked, he kind of had a Ken vibe. Like Barbie's Ken. Yeah, exactly. So Malco and Ken with Dax and there was a bit of resistance, but eventually Malco and Kira, she didn't take the other guy though. But this was for a massage. But as we know, oh, from Pulp Fiction Tortoise. Mm. Yeah. Did she, not, yeah. did she not like Ken? 
No, she uh, she had Melka only. That's because she played with Barbies as a girl, and she knows that Ken's not packing anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she didn't stop there. Kira also gets a point for being with Lancelot later on in the holiday. On holiday. Yep. And we've also got Cisco and Yates. They had dinner with a candle mm. and a and a, a big snog outside um, in the corridor. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All his hair fell off. <laughs> so did mine. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of points coming out in the Mourn Hub this week. It's a pretty rare episode, isn't it? Yeah, well, DS9 is more randy than other ones. I mean, well, Enterprise gets randy, but only when they're in that decontamination thing. The goop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't get out of that room. (laughs) I'd be be very dirty on that ship a lot. (laughs) You'd be dirty on any ship. Okay, good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Best line of the episode. We defer to our more expert guest for line of the episode, Mark. Line of the episode. Oh, shoot. <laughs> right, there's a lot of really decent ones in this. Yep. And, and remember, I only focused on part one. That's why you've got the award. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment where uh, Worf is he spent the entire first part of the episode trying to figure out what the Klingons are doing, right? Why, why are they here? There's a secret. Uh, and he finds some guy who owns an old Klingon warrior who owes his family a favor, and I don't even know his name. Uh, and they drink an ass load of blood wine, and they're telling, singing songs. And uh, uh, he says that he owes uh, Worf's family a great debt. Mm-hmm. And his line is, your father was a great warrior. My family owes him everything we have. And then he looks away dramatically and says, I wish there was some way to repay him. Work mm. was like, well, you could tell me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll spend an hour getting there. Yeah. That was really cheesy. Yeah. It made me really happy because it was very sort of phone it in last minute writer's room Star Trek. Yeah. Like, how do we tie this up real fast and go to lunch? Mm. Well, um, as if there was something I could do. I mean, you could give me a cheese platter or tell me yeah. what I need to know for the plot. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. the the episode after this is The Visitor. Mm. You know, the best episode ever kind of really? levels. Mm. You went there. Like, they were busy writing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, The Visitor makes it cool. There are a couple of other lines that I thought really deserved a little attention. Mm. Uh, Eric, who's always filled with great lines, uh, says, actually, I'm not sure Constable Odo has a mother. Yeah, that's yes. a great one. Yes. <laughs> it's a great moment. Yeah. Uh, Garrick also, in that scene with Bashir that you were talking about earlier, uh, says, uh, when he's trying to figure out why the Klingons beat him up, he says, you know, perhaps they just decided they don't like me. <laughs> not like you impossible and Garrett says you're right as always doctor uh, they must have mistaken me for someone else uh, which yeah. I really love yeah it's really sweet uh, and then the, the, the one that, that I forgot about that made me stop what I was doing and rewind it and laugh out loud was uh, Cork uh, is standing at the bar when Worf walks up and Worf is in a huff and he says, uh, and when he walks up, Cork says, let me guess, blood wine. Mm. <laughs> prune juice. Prune juice. Prune juice. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, if you say so. And then just scurries off. Yeah. Mm. For me. 
prune juice. Good, good joke that's gone through the thread ever since Wolf and Gone and have met. I just, I just can't yeah. get, I just, I, I can't get out of my head the whole like prune juice. Was he, you know, constipated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He needed to poo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he did. So that was the entire joke. It was a poo joke. It, it's at that. Do you want me to say all those sentences? If I'm going to leave that in, by the way. Englishing is hard. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, Guyden introduces him to it, right? Guyden says, "I want you to try this." Yeah. That's right. And he says, what is it? And she says, prune juice. And I think he describes it as a warrior's drink. Yeah, he tries it and he goes, warrior's drink. And then Q Q shows up or Q brings the Borg. The Borg show up. Uh, Which ruins everyone's prune juice. Yeah, that's the episode (laughs) where Q brings the Borg. Proving that the Borg give you the shits. Oh, yes, that's empirical evidence. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. That's on Wikipedia now. Excellent. Did you have any other lines, Mark? Uh, Kira had a really sort of depressing line. She says when uh, Dax is asking her why she can't just fantasize, the holodeck is all about living a fantasy. Didn't you ever, you know, uh, uh, make believe when you were a kid? And Kira says, yeah, I used to make believe the Cardassians would stop killing Bajorans and just go away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well done, Debbie Downer. Yeah. Wow, that's rough. No wonder she didn't want to have a bit of action with Malco straight away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Uh, Dramatically relevant line would be when Martok says, you robbed my son of his honor just to get my attention. Oh, yes. Mm. And Warp says, you cannot take away what someone does. Yeah, another sick burn by the Warpmeister. Yeah. I also liked it when Warp said to Kira, his first phrase to, to her, nice hat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice answer. laughs> oh, and then uh, Dax says something to him in Klingon, which is the so her first line to him in the whole show is a big flirt. She says something to him in Klingon, you know, right. lock, lock, lock. and he kind of grins and says something like, uh, "Perhaps you are right," or I don't know, he says something sort of acknowledging it. And when he walks away, they said, well, what did you say? And she's like, it doesn't really translate. It doesn't really translate. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't translate in a PG show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do, do you have a winner for best line? Oh, poo. I knew you were going to ask. It's, um, yeah, it's what I do. Sorry. You need some prune yeah. juice. <laughs> uh, shoot. I'm going to probably have to go with... Uh, uh, just because it's dramatically relevant, I'm going to go with uh, you cannot take away what someone does not have. Fierce. That's yeah. a Again, very good choice. Yeah. It sets up his whole, the rest of his time in the in the series. Terrific. The Tuvix medal. Well, we also had a Tuvix medal this week. No. Yeah, I was... Oh, there was a few, wasn't it? Uh, well, one by name. Okay. Yeah, it, it, and when there was all the fighting going on outside the station, it was hard to tell and keep track of who died. Yeah, true. But Kybeck died. Kybeck. Yeah, so he was the one that... And I, I apologise if you guys didn't see this half of it. Because mm. <laughs> I don't know where the line was drawn. Thank you, Paribout. Let's <laughs> who listened to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so Kybeck was um, one of the first... On, on the first ship that was attacking the station and basically was told not to fight anymore. Yeah. And he didn't fight anymore. 
and he got killed for not fighting anymore. Oh. Yeah, for what? being a, a traitor or unhonourable. He was the one who pulled over um, Cassidy's ship, right? That's right. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Yep. She, she left with her little freighter, and she was like, I'll see you later, Benjamin Sisko. We're going to do sex controversy And she, phones, she calls the station and says that I got pulled over. I've been pulled over by the Klingons. I need your help. And he jumps into the Defiant immediately, mm. which, by the way, Kira and Dax both exchange looks. Uh, they're both, like, giving Sisko the thumbs up for, like, mm -hmm. protecting Girl, uh, <laughs> manly, and he runs out there with the defiance, and he's like, "You don't have the right to search that ship." Back down, and he's like, "We're allies," mm -hmm. and, and he he doesn't back down, and then he convinces the, the clan to 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 leave Cassidy alone, which he gets props for from all the women, and then uh, when he gets back to the station, he's just having a normal day at the office again, and Martok comes in and smashes the guy's dagger on his desk. And, because uh, he's killed the guy for disobeying an order for for listening to Cisco. Yep, happened off screen, but definitely happened. Definitely happened. Okay, all mm. out. This is Jack Dorino from Let's Talk About Treks, and this is too short to be a promo. What? Good God! What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. There was a lot of warping in this episode. A whole lot of fighting. But we've got to clarify that it's the award is not for warfing, it is for fighting. It is for fighting, but Worf's going to get a lot of points here because he was oh, involved in a lot of the absolutely, fights. Absolutely, yes, yeah. that's right. But, it, but it's not just for Worf's sick burning people. No, no, no. But that can work if it is in a fight. Oh, if it's during a fight. Well, we have given verbal sparring fights before. Yeah. I actually think when Mark was on the show, we gave it to Guinan and Q for fighting. Which they didn't really. Yeah. They, just pointed, oh, just, they just pointed claws at each other. Yeah. yeah. Just suddenly, because apparently they've got Jedi. They brought back up in Picard Season 2. I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah. She pulls it out again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and nothing up. still happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. That's as good as what happens when I do it. Yeah, that's right. You, you're as... Much of the Guinan race is Guinan, oh, is yeah. therefore, yeah. yeah. Mark, did you keep an eye on some of the fights this week? Yeah, uh, the I didn't really count any of the uh, searching the station in the opening, looking for Odo, though sure. that could kind of count it. It was playing. It just wasn't funny enough or, you know, interesting enough. Yeah. Um, Garrick, Garrick getting clobbered by the Klingons was really very funny because he got a couple of singers in. He sure you know? Absolutely. Yeah. He accused them of, of really needing a women's uh, dress hem or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pure Gary. Then when Worf shows up and, and knocks him out and takes his knife, in fact, he does that in front of uh, everyone. He just met the ladies. He just met Dax and, and Kira. And they have, he says, nice hat. And mm -hmm. says, uh, you used to be Curzon. And then he says, excuse me. And he goes and kicks the ass out of uh, Martok's son and takes his dagger and walks off. And Dax says, oh, he's good. Ooh. That Klingon was called Drex. I had to go back Drex. and get it for this. Oh, you sure it wasn't Dregs? No, no, no. Drex. <laughs> he was the Dregs. Yeah. Uh, and then what? Uh, Worf confronting Martok. That was a verbal spar, but it was really good. That's where he accused his son of uh, not having honor. Mm. Uh, yeah. Excellent. 
but since I stopped at part one, that's a, that's a, that's about all there was. Yeah, I'm, I might have a couple of more then because uh, uh, again, I didn't draw the line. Um, I, I'm not sure if you, you caught this in the bit, but Wolf was in the um, holodeck for a while fighting a hologram. And, oh yes. Yep. They fight Dax. That's right. So I've got yeah. I've got Wolf, Wolf versus hologram and Wolf versus Dax. Yeah, and then, she said, don't take it easy on me because I'm a woman. Yeah, that's right. To... Yeah, and she's like, yeah, don't worry, I won't go easy on you. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't just say I used to be a man. She says, I've been several men. <laughs> you got to love Dex. Um, I also wrote Klingons versus Cardassians because they were just fighting bang, bang, bang off, off yeah. the station. The Defiant got involved as well. And then at the end, it was DS9 versus all Klingons ever. Basically, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the turrets. Yeah. So I've, I've got that noted down. It's going to take a lot of work to get this into the spreadsheet, but... That's okay. A lot of wolf medals. You'll do it. I will do it. Should have they used a saucer separation? Was was a fantastic episode. Mm. But it would have been improved with a saucer separation. All right. Now, in this episode, I'm taking the liberty of talking about a source of separation, not of Deep Space Nine itself, okay. the space station. There's a number of reasons for that, top of which is it doesn't have a saucer. Mm -hmm. I thought that was somewhat of a deal breaker in the relevant. whole situation. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it did. Deal breaker, but it's relevant. Now, look, it did seem, it did puzzle me last night when I was pretending to think about this. And so we're going to talk about the Defiant. Now, the Defiant has always bugged me. And the reason it bugs me is because apparently uh, every other starship in Starfleet has to have their nacelles a long way away from where everybody lives on the ship because, I don't know, they're noisy and you can't sleep at night or they're dangerous or... Mm, I was thinking radiation. Okay, no, no, they're just really noisy. Oh. Like, so, like when you get that hotel room in, mm. on the main road oh. at the front of the hotel, not the back, and it shits you to tears. Yeah, anyway, the point being, the Defiant, I can't tell where sources start and nacelles end. So as far as I'm concerned, the Defiant is a saucer post-separation. So it's already done it. Well, no, it's obviously got spare nacelles, but oh. somewhere... Maybe in... it's got spare sources. No, don't look, stop being stupid, I'm being sensible here. Oh, I thought we just swapped. Oh, sorry, <laughs> it's just like the Tupring, the Tupring Spock thing, is it? Right. Yeah, okay. If I'm ever in your body, that's it, I'm... <laughs> Jumping off a cliff. So, in the point, you wish I was to prig. I think, yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I think that somewhere back in the Starfleet Planitia Utopia yards or something, there's these guys who've sat around labouring for years making the back half of the Defiant, and the Federation dude just took off with it without bothering to find out is there anything more to this? Like, they just I... bought, they paid for the whole thing, but they only took the front half. And the back half is sitting there with these guys going, are they going to come back and get, like, the actual engine for this thing? They're going to finish the, finish yeah. the job. Well, the guy's, finish finished, the, Lego the, guy, no, the guy's finished it. Mm. And then I suppose if you're, if you're Planitia dude who's selling ships and making ships and stuff, you're probably thinking, well, they paid us for it, so if they don't want to take the whole thing, what do I care? Mm. So You might be able to sell it twice. You could absolutely do that, mm. or you could build another saucer. Or, and the point mm. being, the Defiant's half a ship. Good point. Thank you. Mate, it was a long point. I know. But we, we got there in the end. Good. That was the most sensible thing I've ever said. <laughs> that segment... Well, it's also a little relevant because Worf, Worf is actually in this episode because just before this episode, 
the Enterprise got destroyed and its saucer saucer separated and crashed on the planet. Oh, of course, this uh, is post generations. Just yes, this is yeah, just post. It just happened. Mm. Mm. So saucer separation. Spoiler, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. Oh dear, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, someone crashes the ship at the end. It's Troy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Don't go there. Oh, is no, it no, no, Troy no. or is it? Is it Troy? It is Troy. Yeah. I'm not sure Troy whether anyone it. was really driving yeah. at that point. Like, I think it was more just a, you know, a controlled ouch. <laughs> yeah. But it was, but I guess, you know, um, and Starfleet have probably looked at that and gone, well, that separation didn't go so well. Mm. Like, we broke the Just bit. don't give them the engines. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just, yeah. We, they separate the saucer and then they broke half of it. Yeah. Yeah, did they take that out of their pay? No. Oh. No. Because Picard, have, Picard have no money. Oh, no. no. Seriously have no money. Yeah. Like, dude. <laughs> he, just, he just wrecks the company car every day of the week. Yep. He keeps people busy. Okay. Dogs wag tails. And cats don't like to be seen. This one's for grudge. She is our queen. So one of the last segments we've got today before we go into some other fun stuff is the Grudge Medal. Oh, of course. Now the Grudge Medal is named is named after our queen. Absolutely. But also um, oh. it's essentially where we look at any pets that, or animals that were included in the episode. And we've got Odo this week. We do. Yes. And he's, he's popped up before. I think. He has. We, yeah. we, we do like it when Odo turns animal. Mm. Yeah. Well, we like it Odo anyway. We're, we're pro Odo. We do like Rene. Yeah, we do. He's the man. He is. And so, which animal was he? Well, bird? Mm, I think so. Yeah. 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 He was a bird at the beginning. Yeah. He flew out of his apartment and down the hall to the mall. Mm. Promenade. He did. Yeah. He probably he probably pooed on a few people just because he could. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, and Odo had this weird drinking thing in this episode too. He's oh, drinking himself. Right. Avoid a weird drinking thing. I, yeah, he he he's explaining to Garrick how um, in order to uh, help uh, normal uh, people around him feel like he's participating in the eating and drinking experience, uh, he makes a cup out of himself. Fills it with liquid out of himself, drinks it, and then fills it with liquid again, Dude. so that he's always got a cup and he can just keep looking like he's drinking. That's we, yeah, yeah. It's weird. That's we. He's drinking we. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely that's that that's like big rules on what that Survivor show. Yeah, except weirder. All right. Do re mi fa sol la ti. Do Unplanned Trek Mailbag Okay, so we've asked our fans on Twitter to um, ask some questions for Mark because we're not good at preparing Or they did it for us We're not good at it You're just talking about that Yeah, you don't know if I'm good at it or not, I've never done it That's true, yeah, yeah, I'm assuming We've got a question here from Short Mars which uh, I quite like What's the best rabbit you've pulled out of a hat to save the day so far? Maybe, I reckon specifically about Shuttle Pod Show. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Literally? <laughs> That'd be a big guest. Yeah. 
Jesus. Oh. Oh. Have there if been we're seen? talking just about Shuttle Pod Show, um, yeah, I think so. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think actually, um, I think the biggest rabbit I pulled out of my hat to save the day was to uh, hand over a tremendous amount of responsibility for our live event to our Discord volunteers, right. um, who were like. We're coming to the live event. What do you need help with? Uh, you know, like, uh, you're, you know, don't burn yourself out. Like, you know, what? Lean on us. We want to help. And I trusted our merchandise and our, uh, yeah, uh, subscriber lists and patron lists and and um, the 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 taking care of our celebrity guests, you know, escorting them around, getting them things. Like I, I put a lot of trust in to a group of people I had never met before. Yeah. It, it's... All of them, they stepped up and they, they're the reason that our live event was successful is the volunteers that we have. So. Oh, it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, delegating mm. of tasks is, is always hard. And particularly when you want it to go absolutely perfectly. Uh, we, we were able to catch some of it as well because some of it was streamed on YouTube. So it was great to be able to watch, uh, watch the table read of um, Channel Pod 1. It was just fantastic to see everyone up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, including yourself. Well, if, you're, uh, if you're a Patreon member, you can also watch the uh, stage reading of The Odd Couple. Excellent. Uh, which was a lot of fun, which was a laugh riot. Awesome. What else you got? I've got one, um, and this is interesting too, because I've heard Connor talk about it, but I'd be interested in in your point of view too. Mm -hmm. This is from Two Minute Trek. Thoughts on the final episode of Enterprise? Oh. (laughs) That's a... No. (laughs) Um, I understand the position that Rick and Brandon... Rick Berman and Brandon Braga uh, were in uh, and their explanation for it, which was really insightful mm. um, and made me less uh, frustrated. Uh, yeah. It did seem... I think uh, that if you have to, uh, uh, with only three episodes before the end of the season wrap up an entire series uh, years in advance of when you expected mm. that to happen. Mm. Uh, this was as... Uh, I mean, to expect it to be good is a uh, tall order. Mm. Um, yeah. Especially given how many decades had, and years had gone into that run of Trek, right? Next Generation is using Voyager. Enterprise and all those people who are working on all those series. I mean, that's an exhausting amount of mm. time. And they, you know, they may have just been like, "Okay, it's time for a break. It's time to go home." Uh, also, I kind of feel like it would it left the door open as much as is possible while still wrapping up a series, leaving a door open for it to possibly come back. Right. If that were opportunity, it yeah. being essentially a um, holodeck episode. Yeah, actually. Uh, what- yeah, but- Watched it we earlier today. On, on Shuttle Pod show, trip, trip, trip's not dead. Yes, huh. yes, definitely. And we really believe that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only happened on the holodeck, and it's and the action in that episode is like ten years after they started, and most, yeah. of, well, apart from that episode, everything's yeah. within the first what four a, years. So, yeah. Well, what a t- 
terribly sort of like again talk about and you know forgive me for talking to school anyone who worked on the episode i'm not trying to trash you but yeah. talk about a writer's room sort of we got to finish this episode mm. so we can hit you know hit lunch or hit the bar uh the just a couple of aliens breaking mm. onto the ship yeah mm. like you know kidnapping the captain come on they've yeah. been i can see that happening in the first season when they didn't know how yeah, uh, what to expect, but you know, by by ten years after it, and everything that had fucking gone through, yeah, maybe <laughs> the galaxy, like you know, all of that. Come on, it I, had been a long road. Oh, well, getting from there to here. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I look. I'm a bit. I'm actually a, a very big fan of when creators are forced to end a show before mm. they planned on it, because of course <laughs> we get shows that end that that get axed after. The, a season finale goes mm. to air, like one, Stargate yeah. Universe, that ends on a cliffhanger, yeah. Yeah. and then suddenly, oh. like, I was invested in that show. Oh my god, I'm still, you just opened a wound for me. Yeah. I, <laughs> but every couple of years, I have a real traumatic, I have trauma, I experience that trauma again because I put myself through watching the whole thing. It's that such, show such an amazing show, so incredibly well cast with incredibly yeah. big actors and two seasons and now you're not getting a third. But uh, we sort of had a story about to finish, dude. Uh, yeah, okay, bad luck. But but it, but the contrast to that... Best series ever made, ever. Yeah. Period. Hands down. Top ha- five. Happy with that. Um, but then Stargate Atlantis, they found out that they were finishing with a, when they were about six episodes to go making the final season. They crammed in about 18 episodes into those six. It is just... Yeah. It is the most awesomely dense um, few episodes, including they did a Mirror Universe episode, completely <laughs> random for no reason, that went nowhere. And yeah. it was cool because, mm. you know, there's, there's a wraith on Earth living in Las Vegas. So what does he do? He hustles poker. Of course yeah. he does. And he listens to Marilyn Manson. Of course he does. Of course he does. Yeah. It's probably better than the Royale. That was the other casino episode I can think of. I love the Royale. You love it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, but what I was going to say is nothing beats how David Lynch ended Twin Peaks back in the 90s, where he was so personally affronted that, that a TV network could axe something he was doing he wasn't finished yet and i just love how the spoiler alert it's 30 years ago so if you haven't watched it you're an idiot he basically kills everybody off in the last episode the bad guy wins the good guy loses it's an absolute debbie downer and i loved it and i watched it at the time and i sat there and all my friends were stunned watching watching telly watching oh my god everyone just died and like yeah how good was that excellent (laughs) I have one more um, Twitter question, which I don't think was a setup. It says, um, ask Mark if he's got our schedule for next week because we can't seem to find it anywhere and he's supposed to have emailed oh, it. This is from Shadowpod Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's harsh. It they're, is. They're using us to do, to do their dirty work. Yeah, I would. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Does it pay well? It, it, it pays as much as we get paid oh, on, on oh, this one. That yeah. Good, yeah, good. yeah. I did a little bit of research today on um, IMDb, which um, sponsors Andrew, but not me. Yeah, exactly. And um, ha- had a look at you today, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you working on something called Prodigal at the moment in the development yeah. stage? So yeah, it, yeah, had, yeah. it has there that you're in the writer-director chair. Could you want to tell yes. us a bit about it? Or if you're allowed to. Oh, it's a, it's a, a very personal story that I've been working on for a long time um, about a, a teenage, uh, like, 12, 13-year-old girl, a tween, 
um, who uh, meets her biological father for the first time, didn't even know that her father was not her biological father. Right. Meets her biological father um, and wants to learn about her mother and why she was happy uh, the year before she was born. And her mother had this goal of taking a picture at every pier up the California coast. Okay. And never finish that trip. Never finish that journey. Uh, so she, now that her, uh, the movie starts, um, her parents, her mother and her father have died and that's how she meets her biological mother. Um, mm. she wants to one, learn about her mother and learn about her biological father and why he didn't, you know, want to be her dad. And, uh, also, uh, uh, try to finish this thing that was so important to her mom that she never actually finished. How many, um, how many peers are there? Oh, there's a lot. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. Okay. All the way up the coast. Yeah, it's from San, from the border of Mexico to the border of Oregon. There's there's lots and lots, and it's, it's difficult to get to all of them. I've done the trip. Uh, it took me three trips to do it, um, because the of weather. The Pacific Coast Highway very often falls into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, that's inconvenient. Oh, right. So, yeah, there's uh, often whole swaths of the coast that you can't get to because of that. So, Ooh, so you, you you did the the tour de piers. Yes, the tour de piers. <laughs> did you say piers? Piers, whatever. Penis. Oh, penis. The same deal. You are you are me. It was a pier, but a land penis. Uh, <laughs> small one. How um close is it to being um to to starting filming and things? Uh, we actually, uh, we had, uh, financing and we were cast and we were in pre-production and we were a couple of days away from shooting when the, uh, uh, financier who was a professional athlete, uh, just backed out. Right. Um, and then we were going to start up again in this, the, uh, Two, three years ago now, two years ago, uh, COVID. Yeah. COVID shut us down uh, the month we were starting pre-production. Right. Uh, so now, now we're, yeah, we're going to shoot a movie in Nebraska this summer, and when that's done, we're going to go and shoot product. Wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, well, keep us up to date. We, we'll, we'll be um, first in line, absolutely. Mm. We haven't been to a movie together yet. Haven't been to a pier yet either. No, that's true. We're, we're very new. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got um, time for a special secret. So Mark said, don't let me go without testing you boys first. So oh, really? Mark's got a secret segment for us today. I'm scared. I have a secret segment? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the text. Yeah, no, that's I'm right. You boys, uh, if you wanted to do a segment for our show, because we're such fans of what you do and they're so fun to listen to, uh, and we wanted to ask you if you were interested in maybe uh, contributing to our our trivia. Uh, we're gonna we want to rotate um, our trivia game through other uh, podcasters who we really respect and, and admire, and wanted to invite you to come on and, and and help us with that. Well, should we think about it for a bit? Yep. Yes, let's do it. Hundred <laughs> percent. We're in. We're there. We're, I'm in. But I will hit you guys. The ne- next time you have me on, I'll hit you with a secret segment. Okay. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I, I thought when you when you texted that you might have had a couple of trivia questions for us to to test how much Andrew knows more than me. <laughs> oh, that's <so> <laughs> we don't need to test that. That's right. In fact, before I before I come on any show that you're on, Mark, I'm going to learn I'm, I'm going to learn all up about peers. 
Yeah, you should. Yeah, you say she Because I don't... Piss off. <laughs> I don't really know much about it. Like, you, you can sit on them and fish. Mm. I know that. Yeah. You can. You can put little uh, restaurants on them. Oh. For the uh, tourists. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. This is getting more complicated. Oh. One time... Hey. Off and swim. I've got a pier story. I've got a pier story. This is good. So one time, I went down the pier near my place, little place um, called Margate in Tasmania, because they were selling crayfish off the boats down the pier. Yeah. And like yeah. crayfish are expensive in the shops. So I went down the, and there was a bloke there and I said, I'll have a crayfish, mate. And he goes, okay, 20 bucks, like super bargain. So he gave me a crayfish and he put the crayfish in a giant Ziploc bag. Now the crayfish is not dead. Okay. Oh. Now, I, and I, I remember at the time thinking a Ziploc bag doesn't seem the official method of transportation of a live crayfish, but mm. what the heck, what do I know? Okay. You know. So I'm just some dumb here. So I put crayfish on the passenger seat of my ute <laughs> my ute at the time that had a bench seat so there's there's nothing between you and the passenger seat and yeah. while i'm driving home um Gary, gary crayfish uh, opens up the ziploc bag and wanders across the seat and sits on my lap oh and oh. then you had to kill it and eat it well uh, that's sti- that still happened but i was going it's at 80 warmth and security in your in your presence and in your in friendship and then you murdered him what i really didn't like was the fact that he had those really sharp pincery things quite near some very precious parts of my body so i slowed down slightly being a top aussie i didn't pull over that, that, that'd be stupid mm. so no, i said there'd have to be an emergency no, yeah, yeah it wasn't so i picked, I picked, him, picked him up Picked him up and put him on the Pick floor. Yeah, picked him up and put him on the floor of the car and then drove into our place and went inside and my wife said, I gave you money, where's the crayfish? It's still in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she didn't know it was live crayfish. So I said, and so she went, oh, I'll go and get it then. Walks outside, <laughs> opens the door and screams, runs back in and goes, I hate you. Mm. Um. With that story, some are. There are some that there are some smaller crayfish that are bugs, but these yeah. ones were big ocean ones. They're like lobsters. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. Zoidberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 this one, yes. My reward to it for not biting me on the ghoulies was to kill it and eat it. Right. <laughs> so I was going to ask, does it get a Mornhub medal point? But it sounds like it gets two bits. It's a rather, rather big two bits. I can't believe I've managed to get that story into the podcast. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. Yeah, okay, fair call. <laughs> fair call. Oh, well. This is what you get to look forward to, Mark. I, I, hey, I'm, I'm, you, you're, these are my people. Oh, <laughs> excellent. I think that's basically it. Yeah, wrap up. This has been an absolute sensation, absolute pleasure, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on again. Yeah, thank you for having me. Just remind Anytime. remind everybody, how can they get your podcast, hit you up and contact you? They can find us on YouTube at ShuttlePod Show, uh, at ShuttlePod Show on all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, or they can email us at uh, ShuttlePodShow at gmail.com. Beautiful. And, yeah. and obviously, you can get us on all the podcast services. You can hit us at uh, Unplanned Trek on Twitter. I am Hogan Nerd on Twitter if you want to talk to me. And just like Mark has, you can also subscribe to our Patreon channel and listen to our one minute at a time look at Star Trek V. Oh getting... my God. One... Which, by the way, is it's remarkable. It's the most entertaining. <laughs> I was so. When I saw that's what you were offering your Patreon members, I had to run to my computer to sign up for Patreon. <laughs> oh, thank you. But I, when I realized you were going to break down Star Trek V one minute at a time <laughs> yeah. for the next years, I was like, this 
is what I have to pay for. See, basically, Mark, when I went to the cinema and watched that movie, I remember thinking, God, this is going for a very long time, and this was the only way we could think of of making it go for longer. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take us over two years to get to the end. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good movie. It's such a... Uh, people poo on it, but oh my God, I need my pain is the mm. best line ever. Uh, oh. ever. <laughs> Better than row, row, row your boat. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for that minute. Oh, come on. It's camaraderie. Yeah, it is. That is what Star Trek is. That's the beating heart of Star Trek. It's the big three. The Doctor, life is not but a dream. (laughs) So if you want to hear us talk more about that, hit us up on the Patreon channel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm Andrew. I'm Isaac. And that was Mark. I'm Mark. And that (laughs) was Unplanned Trek. It's just not what you'd expect That's because it's Unplanned Trek Unplanned Trek I'm Josh Dashwick and you are listening to Unplanned Trek Thank you for listening to Unplanned Trek Unplanned Trek This show is written by Isaac Brown and improvised by Andrew Hogan. Unplanned Trek! We upload our podcast weekly via ACAST. Unplanned... Wait. Implant... Wait, hold on. Unplanned... Wait. What is it? You can find links to other episodes and merch at unplannedtrek.com. This is also where you can find our Patreon page where, amongst other things, you can hear our exclusive podcast on Star Trek V, which we're reviewing one minute at a time. Follow our socials on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or write to us at hello at unplannedtrek.com. If you like what you hear, make sure you get notifications from your favourite podcast provider to make sure you know when we next release a pod. Unplanned track, unplanned track, listen right now. Unplanned track is part of the Anodyne Relay network of podcasts. Unplanned track. We're thankful to all our listeners, including you. Special thanks to David Joseph Moody of Let's Talk About Treks, Mark and the entire Shuttlepod Show team, Haunted John and Lee Nichols. Wrestling papers, wrestling papers. Live long and prosper. This is Bruce Horak and you are listening to Unplanned Trek. Hi guys. Hello. Hey. Have you watched it today as well? Which one? The newest Picard? No, uh, the Deep Space Nine episode. Oh, oh, no, no. I won't be participating. <laughs> Fair enough. Next time, next time I'm happy to be there. That's okay. I mean, you're assuming I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs>